In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So this is our celebration, the first Sunday of Orthodoxy. Uh, the first Sunday of Lent is called the Sunday of Orthodoxy, a triumph of Orthodoxy, celebration of the restoration of the veneration of icons in the church, reinforce the reality that the physical reveals the spiritual, earthly reveals the heavenly. God in heaven is revealed in the flesh, which affirms our, the incarnation of Christ. So as I was, uh, had prepared this, I read uh, Father Alexander Schmemann's homily on this Sunday, and I wanted to begin with his conclusion so we could get excited about this beautiful feast. He said, because of this feast, we declare this is the apostolic faith. This is the orthodox faith. This is the faith of our fathers. This is the faith that is the foundation of the world. We can say our faith is apostolic, universal, the faith of our fathers, it's orthodox, it's true. And then he says these beautiful words. Having this wonderful treasure, let us preserve it. Let us keep it. Let us use it in such a way that this treasure becomes the victory of Christ and the victory of his holy church. Very powerful. So I think that uh, with those words we can begin our celebration. So a couple of uh, uh, pieces of the text that we read, I want to uh, quote them and then say a few words about them uh, to help us celebrate this feast, this wonderful day. First, we hear these words from our Lord. Hereafter you shall see the heavens opened. Now, I want you to hold on to your seats. Heaven has come to earth. That is a reality. You are in heaven. Heaven is here. You need to let that sink in a little bit. You know, I remember when I was teaching the children, I said, you know, yes, you go to church, but you go to a better place than that. You go to heaven. You don't get up on Sunday morning to go to, to, to an earthly sanctuary only, but to heaven. Heaven has come to earth first in Christ. The Son has become man. But we see it beautifully in the icons. Uh, that they manifest the realities of the saints they depict. So who's here with us this morning? The Lord, the Mother of God, John the Baptist, St. Athanasius, St. Michael, and St. Gabriel, the great angels who stand around the throne of God, the great messenger, the great defender of the, of the heavens. They're here. I wish your masks were off. It's driving me crazy. They're here. <laughs> And we stand around the altar of God where the cherubim and the seraphim sing their praises. 
We smell the incense, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the prayers of the saints, your prayers going up to God. We see crosses all over the church, which is where Christ's life was given for our salvation. The power of the life-giving cross. These, beloved, are not just symbols. They depict and show us the realities of that which is present. That's what this this is what triumph of orthodoxy, this, this uh, feast is about. The physical reveals the spiritual. The physical allows the spiritual to be present with us. And, we're, and again, another quote. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Like we said, the saints are with us. St. Athanasius, I need to tell this story because, you know, why did we pick St. Athanasius? We didn't. He picked us. He came and got Father Richard Ballou and started whispering in his ear about the theology of the church. And when we went to Metropolitan Philip with our theology, They said, how can you be so orthodox? That's how. St. Athanasius came and got us and taught us. That's why we are called St. Athanasius Church. Not because we chose him, but because he chose us. I remember we sat around one time, uh, a group, and we read uh, at the very beginning of our journey, on the Incarnation, which is a beautiful little book written by St. Athanasius on the Incarnation. Uh, and he was like 20 years old, 18, 19, 20 when he wrote it. It's still the kind of premier work on the Incarnation. Um, everything would be compared to that. And I remember reading it, we kept going, who is this guy? Who is this guy? We've never heard words like this. We've never seen evaluations like this. We've never seen the faith described like this. The faith of our fathers, beloved, is the faith of our fathers that we got. And of course, then the mother of God is present. She has comforted so many. She's healed many here. She's been such a good mother to us. She's with us. I remember I was saying this to the uh, class last yesterday, Bishop Basil came when he first came here. He came up to that icon and he just paused like with a, the most beautiful icon of the mother of God I've ever seen. It's not just beautiful. You know why it's beautiful? Because she's present there. That's why it's beautiful. You can paint beautiful things, but when you paint as an iconographer and you paint the presence of the saint, that's what we're after. So beautiful. St. Zinnia. <laughs> uh, I'll tell a story about St. Zinnia. You know, she helps find things. And uh, long ago, Deacon Gregory McFarland uh, was with us, and he was, he was ending a business, a, a civil engineering business, and starting uh, another business. And uh, he 
didn't have a lot of work on either side of, those, uh, of that equation. And so uh, he was told to pray to St. Zinia because she finds things. He, he called me in a week and he said, Father Nicholas, I'm overwhelmed. I have way too much work to finish now in my business. And I have way too much work to get to when I'm done. So this is her. Finder, healer. She healed one of our young ladies one time. Just beautiful. So presence, the presence of the saints. Not only their presence, but their examples, their work, their, that what they do, how they, how they live. Uh, we celebrate St. Mary of Egypt this week. Um, and uh, we'll celebrate her also in the fifth week of Lent, but um, a very uh, austere woman, a, very, a woman who took an extreme effort to find Christ and to live a holy life. But what it says to us is make an effort. She says to us, make an effort. There she is, sitting with the Jordan River on the background. She walked across the river. Make an effort. That's what she says to you. Whatever it is. Hers was extreme. But you, you can make an effort. She speaks that way. When you look at her icon, make an effort. Make an effort. God will help you. Very beautiful. Um, and then God provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. What did he provide for us? The sacraments. He gave us the sacraments. Baptism. So we could be united to the glorified humanity of Jesus Christ. You are united to the glorified humanity of Jesus Christ. Everything that God is by nature, you have become by grace. You're still not excited. I just don't understand this. It's an amazing statement. It's an amazing reality. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You have been sealed by the Spirit. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. St. Seraphim says, the Holy Spirit can dwell anywhere. But you know where he wants to dwell the most? In you. That's his greatest desire, to dwell in you. And then we have confession that heals us, that, that forgives us, that gives us strength to overcome. So we can be seeking perfection, working in that direction. And then finally, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who with joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, beloved, let us continue our Lenten journey with gratitude for our Savior. For all the things that we have today are because of his love and sacrifice for us. You are beloved children of God. You are sons and daughters of the Most High. So let us end the first week with thanksgiving and move forward with gratitude as we continue our Lenten journey. For beloved, God is with us. Amen.